<laughs> Hello, my friends. Andy coming to you live from Orange County, California. It is 6.30-ish on this uh, Monday evening. It is... Um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's an anniversary of sorts. It's a, I would like to sing a song uh, this on my heart, and that is uh, the old Flintstone song that they used to sing. Was it Flintstones that said "Happy Anniversary, Happy Anniversary"? That one. <laughs> You don't want me to sing. Um, but um, it is an anniversary. Now, I've just spent um, most of March celebrating my birthday, but I have to take a break for my birthday to celebrate this wonderful anniversary of a year of 15 days to flatten the curve, uh, which uh, was actually not 15 days. Now, uh, I'm going to be talking about a few things here because what we realized uh, during this year is now we, we had an idea during uh, uh, the first three years of Donald Trump, President Trump's uh, presidency, how many morons we had in this country. Um, I, and, and for a period of time, and you could even go back to some of my shows back then, even before the pandemic hit, that I talked about uh, when I talked about Democrats and I talked about how moronic they were. I was still at that time very careful not to say how moronic the voters were uh, and wanted to stick to just the politicians. It's just the politicians were moronic that somehow we were electing some of the dumbest people on the planet to run our cities, states, and country. And uh, other than the presidency, I mean, we had a few even around them were some crazy. Um, and, and so there was, um, uh, there was a period of time where I was very careful that I didn't want to drag the Democratic voters into the mess, but um, it it, it um, became pretty clear um, as the uh, pandemic began that it was the voters too, uh, Democratic voters, liberal, Antifa, BLM, all of them simply either are the enemy um, by by no stretch of the imagination or just simply moronic and stupid. So there's some of them that are actually very smart in their moronic uh, behavior and um, decision-making and that kind of thing. Um, but there's others that are just stupid because they just simply follow CNN, uh, 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 MSN, uh, uh, MSNBC. I always want to see MSDNC, MSNBC, um, and ABC, NBC, CB, all of those, right? If you, if you were listening to them uh, and talk about how Donald Trump for, you know, for three years, they were saying how he was a Russian spy. None of that was true, that um, he should be impeached for uh, the Ukraine phone call, which uh, completely was taken out uh, um, uh, and uh, taken not out of context. It was um, a whole new um, uh, 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 script was written uh, by Adam Schiff, not even close to what the phone call said. I mean, we could just go on and on and on. Right. So at that time, it appeared to me that it was just simply it was mostly now, of course, I know there's stupid people in this world, but mostly what was causing us our problems was the was the dumb Democrats. But then again, as the pandemic came, we realized that the voters, uh, anybody that claims to be a Democrat, a liberal is is as dumb as a rock. And some of those people are my friends and family. And I have no problem telling them they are idiots. So they're they're morons because they've they've made they've made some decisions that are that are right now currently hurting this uh, country. Um, uh, you know, we could all also go back to a year ago. Let me get rid of my uh, first. Uh, go to patriotcoms.org, uh, put in your email address, your name, and that way, when uh, I get taken off these social platforms, I have a way of contacting you. So go there. If it doesn't work without the W's, put the W's in, and then it should work. All right. So up here on my board. A year ago, we are told anywhere from 2.2 million to 200 million people would die. Now, the 200 million, you know, that Biden said that. And so, you know, <laughs> 
you know, we've always known Biden was stupid. He's been, he was stupid his entire career. Now he's a, uh, you know, he's, he's is cognitively he's not all there so now not only is he stupid but now the little bit of brain that was there is now completely out so i just like to throw that in there fun but but 2.2 million was pretty close to the uh the number that the experts right uh, all the experts were giving us that that's the amount of people that would die of COVID 19 at the beginning of this thing 2.2 million again uh biden said 200 million people would die of COVID 19 uh, and I'm going to put I'm going to say this now. Everybody says, no, this is horrible. Not one person that died. Listen, only five hundred thirty five thousand people died. All right. From a virus that we knew nothing about um, from a, um, uh, you know, that kind of snuck up on many people uh, in other countries. Uh, Donald Trump tried to shut down the, the country and did so in many ways, shutting down travel from China. Everybody fought him and told him he was racist and all the things, you know, all the stuff that went with it. Uh, and then um, all and then they like to say he did nothing. But somehow it wasn't 2.2 million people. That was only 535. Right. So they were off by nearly two million people because I saw I think some some people said two and a half million people would die. Whatever it was, if they were off by two million deaths. But y'all and y'all are saying, oh, my gosh, five hundred thousand people died. It's so horrible. Well, that's I mean, that's pretty good compared to what you said was going to die, which is two point two million. So if we look back all the way back then and then we have all the people say nothing happened. And even recently where Biden said, well, when I came in, there was no virus, uh, no, no um, vaccine. There was no vaccine. Uh, until I came in and nothing was being shipped out until I came in based on his his speech that he gave the other night that he said he had nothing, um, which is we know was wrong. And that uh, um, uh, President Trump was silent. We know that was wrong because they told the news back then was saying he's on the TV too much. So you have the news media who says, you know, President Trump back then is on the TV too much. And now you have Biden saying that he, you, we heard nothing from from President Trump. Now, which one is it? <laughs> Either he was on TV too much or he was silent. It, you can't have both. Now, um, uh, of course. So, I mean, this is just a total ridiculous. Uh, I mean, we could just go on, right? We can go on after story after story after story. Um, and one thing I want to show you before I go much further. Actually, let me look at the comments here. Hey, Amy, nice to see you. Hey, uh, Hedia, my love. Nice to see you. I can't believe we've gone a whole day without seeing each other. Uh, Priscilla, nice to see you. Robin, nice to see you. Old man, yeah, yeah, you're a jerk. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see you, Robin, by the way. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birth week. It's actually happy birth month, by the way. All right. So let's look at this. I want to show you this one thing here. Oops. Uh, the wrong thing is up. Hold on. I got to show the other one. All right. So let me just make sure. So here we have. This is the. Uh, oops. Oh, my gosh. This is the graph. I got to click on and drag it over. There we go. Because I can't see the whole thing on my side. There we go. All right. So this is a, a graph, obviously, of um, COVID-19, the infections, not the deaths, but the infections. And from and it's not quite from a year ago. I think it starts back from January 22nd. So this is just since January uh, 27th, 2020. So since January, 2020, um, you, I just want to show you this one little trend here, which is really interesting, right? When you, when you really <laughs> want to look at it, is that how strange as we become, as we get closer to the election, right? And I just saw this today as I brought this graph up, as we come closer to the election, you have this line of infections because they're testing more and they're, you know, doing a bunch of things because that's the day everybody was screaming for testing. We need more testing so we can see how, 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 
uh, many people have it. And you can see as we get closer to the election, how it just keeps going up. And here, here we're in October, right? Things are wrapping up in October. Here in um, November, um, you can see things. This is right around the election, right? Between uh, November, what's this, this spike right here? November 1st. Between November 1st, it goes from, hold on, I, I got to hold it right on there. If I don't, it won't pop up. There we go. So it went, point, it went, went from 137,000 on November 1st to 100, let's see, what's the number here? Hold on, let me see what this number is. Come on, baby, pop up. There we go. Oh, had it. To nearly 200,000, so nearly 50,000 between November 1st and November 14th. Now, what was happening during that period of time? Well, the election was happening, right? The election was happening. And, of course, and this is where we see all the spikes. It had to happen. We had to have the spike during the election. We had to have all these people getting infected because we needed President Trump to be voted out of office. We needed people to think that he was killing people, that it was because of him that everybody was getting infected. In fact, the opposite was happening. They were getting the, the um, uh, all the... The uh, vaccines were rolling out. You had obviously uh, testing that was rolling out and people were getting testing. So that was that was going on. But really what you needed was the narrative that pe more people are getting sick when in fact it was more people getting tested and more people were getting, beginning to get the vaccine. But that didn't matter. And then now all of a sudden you see here at the top uh, is what? January 8th. All right. So you see January 8th. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the beginning of the year, January 2020. Sorry about that. So, yeah, this is the whole thing. So, as you see, as it gets closer to the election, um, and then, of course, as um, January 8th, right, this is right about the time that um, the nitwit is, um, is sworn into office, and now all of a sudden you just see this rapid decline. It's just a, it really is just a coincidence, right? That all that happened. <laughs> you know, they really think now the Democrat voters are that stupid. The Democratic voters are that dumb that they believe, well, Biden, just him being in the office has, <laughs> has caused it all to go away. Just, well, it, well, it has essentially the numbers and the, and the, and the narrative that it's all gone away has occurred, but it's not because Biden went there. It's because it, it, it it's, 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 um, it's manipulation of stats. It's um, the media that, that that gets all together and makes sure that they have the right story. Because you can hear when they show clips. If you watch Dan Bongino or watch, um, uh, oh, sometimes The Five or even Hannity or Tucker, they put together these clips of CNN and MSNBC and all these other things where they're showing, and they all are saying the right, the same thing. They're all on the same page, and that's why all these things happen. And you know, the Democratic voters are that dumb to believe that those things are true. But in fact, it's a it's a narrative. It's a script. It's a way that they were able to manipulate the votes and uh, manipulate people into making a decision based on false statements and lies and and all that kind of stuff. So just go look at that graphic. It's uh, at the CDC dot uh, gov covid.cdc.gov and you'll see this graphic and you'll see how the year started in 2022 and then it all rapidly goes up and then right around the election it goes up and then after he gets sworn in the idiot gets sworn in then everything gets to drop back down and everything is starting to go back to normal even though they don't want you to know it's going back to normal um they're they're, they're they've obviously felt like they've made a mistake because they they, they want to make sure that we are still kept under masks and that we're not gathering. And he's claiming that we're not going to gather until Jan July 4th. I hate to tell you this, uh, uh, Joe, but I'm in California and uh, Hedy and I have been out to dinner every night for the last, <laughs> 
for the last week inside of a restaurant, uh, not wearing a mask. Once we sit down, uh, we go to a church with 4,000 people in it um, and it's full, no mask, no social distancing. And our kids go into a classroom there with no mask, no social distancing, no plexiglass. Everything's fine. Um, we're trying to get those schools open, that kind of stuff. So it, this is just crazy that what was brought upon us. If it wasn't for the news media, uh, I think the number of 500,000 would be a lot less. Uh, there's a lot of things that we weigh different uh, and we wouldn't have this next stat, which I'm about to show you. And that is the number of businesses that have closed. Um, and so I could take you to this whole thing, but I just want to take you uh, to Florida, uh, New York. And actually, let's go. Let's just go to uh, New York, Texas and California. Um, and I can tell you the, the, the businesses with the with the least uh, the, with the least amount of uh, business losses is actually the Dakotas, right? North Dakota and South Dakota are the least um, uh, are the states with the least amount of businesses that have gone out of business. And of course, it's no shock, but um, you have New York and California with the most with Texas in there being one of the largest states uh, in the union. So if I uh, I'm just going to make this a little bit bigger so maybe you can see it. And maybe if I could do this, oops. Got to get rid. Of, I can't get rid of this video. Hold on. I'm going to see if I can get rid of this video. It simply won't go away. Oh, there we go. All right. So um, let's bring this up now. Uh oh, how'd that happen? Yeah, hold on. I got to scroll down. I'm sorry. I want to make you dizzy here for a second. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. All right. So New York. So New York right here is the uh, the 48th, 46 out of 48 uh, uh, states that have had businesses uh, go out of business. In other words, the worst. It's one of the top worst. So permanent closing in New York, 4,672. And then temporary closings, 4,059. So a total of 8,731 businesses in New York have closed over this last year, 8,000, how much revenue is that lost to uh, that area uh, in our state? It, it, you know, that, 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 or in our country, sorry, that state lost 8,000. Now you add Texas, 6,451 permanent closings. Wow, so many businesses. Um, 4,667 temporary. So a total of 11,118 businesses in Texas have closed during this last year. 6,000 of those, 6.5 almost uh, permanently will never come back. Oh, so bad. So bad. Didn't have to happen. Um, and now I'm going to hit you with California. Ready? California is the worst. Is the worst. So we went from... 6,000 permanent in Texas, which was a lot. And now you jump to California, 14,000 businesses in California have closed 14,000. That is nearly right. That's nearly that's double. That's more than double that of Texas. And it's more than three times as many as New York, if not more. So 14,000 50 permanent businesses have closed in California, 15,000 temporarily for a grand total of 20, nearly 30,000 businesses. So 29,351, nearly 30,000 businesses have closed in California since this pandemic uh, began. That's in a year. Oh, just so unfortunate. I'm a business owner. I've owned several businesses and um, I've, I've been uh, pretty much shut down uh, since 
the closures of all the businesses started. So I, 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 my, my primary business at the time was mostly working in the court system. So when the, uh, the courts closed down, I lost all my business. So essentially I could be added to that number. I, I was barely running, getting a few things here and there, you know, 50 bucks here, hundred bucks there. <laughs> for the last couple of, I would, it would be some shopping money um, just to consult and help people with businesses, but nothing was happening. Um, and so I was making a little bit of money, but not to the extent that I was making money before the pandemic. So, but, uh, and so that's me, but, uh, can you, all the 29, nearly 30,000 businesses closing down in this year, uh, since, uh, the pandemic. Now you add Florida, um, New York, Texas, California, and all the other states that lost business. We're talking just so, so many businesses. It's, it is just incredible. And how many people died of suicide? How many people are sick from stress or maybe died uh, from the stresses, heart attacks, um, and other things related to um, uh, that type of uh, situation? The stress of losing uh, a business and losing their livelihood and, you know, um, and all the things that go along with that. Um, I'm working with a page here. I'm trying to close it down, but it's not giving me an option to close it down. Continue to cite. Um, so Yelp data, I'm just going to share this really quick. Yelp data says that um, says 60% of business closures due to the coronavirus pandemic are now permanent. 60%, listen to this. I'm going to say it one more time. 60% of business closures are due to the coronavirus pandemic and they are now permanent. 60,000. So as of August 31st, it says here on the CNBC article, um, is 163,735 businesses have indicated on Yelp that they have closed a 23% increase since mid-July. So not only uh, do we have the, uh, you know, the lives affected, due to schools being closed, all the children that are being affected, and they're talking about permanent damage being done to children. We have the suicides that were very clearly um, uh, uh, addressed in uh, the Las Vegas area, which caused them to open up schools. They felt the death due to uh, suicide was so much greater than the potential of anybody dying of COVID was so much greater that they just simply had to open the business because they just could not afford to have another suicide due to the closures. But that is just one city, right? Las Vegas is just one city in our in our country. If you were to take and really do a research, which I don't know if anybody will, somebody should, but I'm sure that none of the universities will because they're liberal and they don't want to know, they don't want you to know that how many children have died uh, of suicide or other uh, types of illnesses that have occurred from not being in school, whether it's psychological uh, issues that they're having um, because kids are now having trouble, you know, um, uh, uh, with uh, meeting other children, socializing, social issues, and some of the um, those types of things like um, uh, what do they call it when you have a learning disorder. You know, some of the learning disorders have been increased because of the lack of school. Uh, some of them will never go back to school. Some of them have turned to a life of crime of, of selling drugs if, if they're not going to school. So you, you have to look at this whole bigger picture of things other than just, everybody was just focused on this pandemic. Nobody was not a lot of people were looking at everything else. Now, there were some people. I was one of them talking about a long time ago. Uh, and, and so were a lot of other people, again, like Don, Dan Bongino, uh, which uh, Sharon loves and, and a few other people. Uh, and Tucker, we're talking about it. Hannity, we're talking about it. And you, you, I could go on. Uh, Shapiro was talking about it. And um, 
but nobody was nobody nobody wanted to listen to them right who are they um but um and you had doctors talking about we had a doctor that actually attends our church there at calvary chapel chino hills who was one of the doctors that was early on in a youtube video him and his partner were talking about hey this is wrong these numbers don't make any sense uh they're they're talking about these uh, hospitals being full and we're not seeing that they're being full uh we're and, and they came out and they shut down that youtube do you remember that one and they shut it down his name is i think erickson i think is his last name hedia uh, do you remember his last name i think it's i think it's erickson i just saw uh, a video of him, somebody played it on one of the news uh, channels, but I believe his last name was Erickson. I could be wrong, but he attends our church. Um, and I see him every day. He sits about four or five rows behind us, not every day, but every Sunday. Um, and um, he was talking about it. And so, so much uh, of what happened in this last year uh, in regard to the COVID was uh, simply should not have happened. Uh, the, the fact that we're still dealing with the the mass that we have half our country that's so fearful that they they um, won't even walk down a sidewalk. Uh, the other day, Hetty and I were walking somewhere and uh, we were walking down a sidewalk and this other couple, uh, you would have thought um, you would have thought that we uh, had two heads on our shoulders, each of us, so, or that we were uh, Martians because they jumped off of the sidewalk because we were walking down the sidewalk. We didn't have masks on, and they jumped off the sidewalk as if we uh, were like uh, electrified. And the look on their face was like just ga- gas. Like, oh, like what do you? <laughs> This is like just a couple of weeks ago. It, it's it's just really sad how many people are so they're that fearful. I mean, if you, um, if you, I mean, obviously, if you don't have God in your life, I and mean, that's those those are those are some of the people you don't have a a uh, you know if you're if you're not living with Jesus Christ walking walking along alongside you, um, you have this greater fear than other people. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, again, I come from a law enforcement background, so does Hedia, and so we've been through some stuff, and uh, this is nothing uh, to us, really. Uh, and we both had the COVID, and so it's not really been, I mean, I got really sick, and I was in the hospital, but I got out. Uh, it's not going to change my life. I'm not going to run around in fear. I, every time I get in my car, um, especially the way Hedy and I drive, um, it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a risk. That's a risk on its own. The chances of, of, of something happening other than COVID is way greater than COVID. Right now, the number is 0.0162% chance of dying, dying of COVID. Uh, we could die of so many other things at a greater, uh, at a greater risk factor than that. 0.162 are the chances of you dying of COVID. And we're still masked up. Uh, 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 Dimwit uh, uh, Biden thinks that we should still not do anything until July 4th. And then only then maybe we should have two or three people over for July 4th and social distancing in our own house with masks on. Um, and so many people, I see people still driving around with masks inside their cars and wearing masks outside in the open air. Um, that really is crazy. Yeah. Hedia <laughs> says it was so crazy. It was, I mean, we both went, wow, did you, did, did that just happen? Did <laughs> they literally, have you ever seen a cat suddenly just go flying in the air, like from, uh, you know, all four, because they get scared and they just jump in the air and they kind of, they somehow in the air, they move to the side. That's what these people look like. It was actually pretty, pretty weird. All right. I want to change directions here and get off of COVID because there's, I could just go on and on with the stupidity of COVID and the, the fearful people uh, and uh, just how crazy they are. But uh, I'm going to move on uh, to the to the next subject here, and that is um, the issue that occurred in the middle of the pandemic, and that is the um, the uh, death of George Floyd, the the shooting of the the rapist um, that was um, 
you know, went to his fiance's house, who was the victim of the rape, by apparently the sexual assault. Uh, he had a knife. He threatened to use it on the cops. He got in a fight. He got tased. He fought off the cops. And then he went around to his car to get a knife, another knife, um, and threatened the cops. And they had to shoot him. And he was paralyzed. So he, and then you had that. Then you had the guy at the Wendy's. Um, and I forget his name. I did a whole show. I did like two or three shows on him where he was intoxicated. And then... Um, he um, was going to be placed under arrest after an extensive, you know, uh, testing of a field sobriety test. He failed and they were going to handcuff him. And then he fought. Uh, he took the taser off of one of the officers. He began to run. He turned and pointed the taser at the head of one of the officers. He pulled his, he had his I think he already had his weapon out and he fired uh, a couple rounds, killing that man. So he had three criminals kidding, crim uh, uh, committing criminal acts. Um, uh, George Floyd being under the influence of narcotics. He was trying to pass a check, which is a felony, uh, at least in California is. I'm pretty sure it is uh, in Minneapolis also. Um, and then, um, and then the others are all, all committing crimes at the time they're making contacts. The cop didn't, the, none of the cops went and hunted down any of these guys. They didn't go, Hey, let's go look for a black guy and kill him. That's not what happened. There were calls that they were dispatched to and responded in reference to a dispatch uh, call. And while there, all three suspects became combative, all three of them, including George Floyd, obviously. Um, George Floyd uh, then gets put in the car. He, he gets he begs to be taken out of the car. Um, he's a, then he has to be laid on the ground. And then you, you see the video where the knee of the officer is on his neck. Now, uh, it all looks horrible. All looks bad. And uh, it doesn't seem reasonable for the officer to have his knee on his neck for a very long period of time. I'm not sure there's one cop that I've ever talked to or heard talk about it, say that it looked reasonable. Everybody believes that that was way too much. Um, but the things, uh, what I want to bring up, and that is that we have this media, right? I'm going to bring them up again. The, the CNNs and the MSDNCs and the ABCs, NBC, CBS, the PBSs, the all of them, right? They, 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 they have this hatred for the country. That a hatred for Donald Trump, sure, but uh, that's all over, right? Trump's not only president, and they still. And they still have this hatred for America. They still want to, um, uh, uh, you know speak about things in a way that is just detrimental to our country, uh, talking about how police are racist, talking about how white people are racist, that, um, uh, you know, Mr. Potato Head is racist, that um, uh, Pepe Le Pew is, is racist. I mean, and we, we just go on and on, right? They just, they just keep feeding this hatred and anger uh, in our society, which is, is going to, and has already got a large number of people killed, but is going to continue to get people killed. And I, and I wondered at one point, is the media going to be held to a, um, and I, I held to account for the deaths that are being caused based on their recklessness in how they're reporting these stories? Um, and then you have the politicians that are also on top of it, right? So the, the, the politicians need to be held um, uh, accountable. And I hate that word because everybody uses it, but held accountable. And you have the press that need to be held accountable, just much like the, the young kid who, um, you know, that they tried to demonize because he was, he, he just was trying not to react when the Indian guy was, was banging the drum and getting his face. And they tried to say that it was the, the young white kid who was causing a problem with an Indian when, in fact, it was the other way around. And he won millions of dollars. We need more of that. We need more of that with all the people that were killed during the riots because the riots occurred because of the narrative the media fed the country fed the world, essentially, um, the, and the politicians who fed off of that 
that that messaging from the media. Uh, and then it just kept hand over fist, right? It just kept coming. Now, whether it was first from the politicians or first from the media, who knows, right? We think sometimes it's the, it's actually the politicians are feeding the information to the media. In many cases, it is, especially when it comes to uh, President Trump. But again, you have a, a, a number of people that run um, these businesses, you got the Bezos who runs, I believe, not only Amazon, but he also runs the Washington Post, I believe. I could be wrong, but I think he runs both of those things. Um, you have uh, the the guy who runs, and I forget his name, runs CNN. You have these guys that they are they are clearly running the narratives. They're telling everybody else what to say, which means they're reporters or they're anchors to say one thing. And what's happening is it's causing this hatred. Again, I'm just going to go over it again. It's, it's the, they have a hatred for Republicans, have a hatred for, um, 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 uh, you know, conservatives and Republicans can be the same thing, but sometimes they're not, <laughs> as we know, as we know. And so sometimes I, I feel like I have to separate them in a way. Uh, entrepreneurs even are not always Republicans or conservatives. I know that sounds strange, but sometimes entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are um um, um, you know, are Democrats also, but they're, you know, they could also be independents. Um, but for some reason, there's this hatred of people that make money, that have an idea, that work hard. There's a hatred for them, uh, that they're systemically racist and, and, um, and white supremacist. And then you have uh, police, of course. And then you had the military when it was under control of Donald Trump, but now under the control of Biden, it's being used there at the Capitol, but not being used anywhere else. So you got this weird dynamic now where the where the military is now kind of strange. I know it's mostly um, um, uh, National Guard that's in um, uh, in the area of the Capitol. But, you know, you have more troops around the capital than we have in Afghanistan and um, Iraq combined. I heard that uh, earlier this week, that we have more military around the capital than we do in Afghanistan and Iraq combined. Troops, foot soldiers, more of them are in the capital. You have none of them in Seattle right now, which is burning down, or Portland that is burning down. You have none of them in Minneapolis, which had a shooting the other night, right? You have, you have none, none of them are there. You have you have them where you have them where nothing's happening, right? You put five thousand troops in the capital where nothing's happening. You have a couple of people we saw the other day taking pictures, you know, in front of the capital and the fencing, but that's that's what you have. Where there's actual violence and death and shootings, you have no national guard. You have no fencing around in Portland, I believe it is, it was where the, the uh, federal building that it was being torched again with people inside of it, right? The, it's great. The Capitol wasn't wasn't torched, but you have this federal building in Portland that's being torched, and you have no National Guard going there to rescue that building because it doesn't fit, right? It's okay. It's okay that it's happening over there. We just don't want it happening to us. All right, so I lay all that out. And the and the reason I, it took so long on that stuff, because I want to really kind of address uh, this here. Uh, and that is um, this this idea of defunding law enforcement. So you have Mayor uh, Lori Lightfoot in, in, you know, in this case, she actually did not necessarily agree with it, but you had Chicago uh, wanting to defund and, um, uh, dismantle law enforcement. Now, again, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here that in this article, it says that she really wasn't for it, uh, but she was for uh, taking some funds and using it for other stuff. All right. Then you have, uh, oh, hold on. I got to change this around here. Uh, where's, I had one other story here. Oops, I got to cut this off. Sorry, there's a video playing. 
Uh, now I click on these things and all these videos are playing. Hold on, I got to stop the videos. There we go. So you have uh, Minneapolis, who was defund defunding uh, and and dismantling law enforcement. We had uh, uh, oh Seattle. There we go. And so then we also had Seattle. I just don't have the article for it. Oh, uh, maybe I do. Uh, Portland. So Portland um, also uh, was doing it, but now in a, in a reversal, you have. Um, Sorry, my articles got switched around. I don't know how I must have dragged by accident. So Minneapolis, uh, who was was the leader, one of the first uh, cities who said they were going to defund and dismantle police officer. Suddenly, on uh, February 13th here, 2021, they decided, nope, you know what? Instead of defunding, <laughs> we're going to spend $6.4 million to recruit more police officers. Wow. Wow. Why? Why did that happen, do you think? Um, and then you have Portland. Portland mayor, uh, today I think it is. No, it was a couple of days ago, March 12th, uh, 2021. He says, uh, the Portland mayor seeks funding for police patrols after spike in violence. What do you, what do you, what do you create? What, you didn't know that was going to happen? Um, and then you have Chicago, I think it is here. Um, was as uh, Chicago to hire more than 500 police officers. Now, this I want to share with you is, was in 2017. Why am I showing you an article from 2017? Because Chicago knew that back in 2017 that more officers were the answer to a, a spike in um, uh, crime. They knew back then that they needed to fire, hire 500 new officers um, and that was back between September 20th, 2016 and July 5th, 2017. This is an article that kind of got uh, updated. Uh, but yet here in uh, here in June 9th of 2020, the city of Chicago wanted to dismantle and defund law enforcement. And so we're going to show you why. So here and let me go to Seattle first. So here's the uh, this is the crime uh, statistics in uh, each one of the cities and you can look at them and they get a rating. So Seattle, which um, I don't know, I, I never thought of it as a high crime ridden city. I've been there several times and I love it there, but you see right here, this number right here, this number four, that four means that it is one of the lowest numbers, which we means that it's the highest crime. So the lowest number out of a hundred. So the, the, the best, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I thought I was in camera. So the best, of cities that have low crime levels get everything up to 100. So you have some cities that are in the 90s and a couple in the 80s and 70s, which is pretty good. You have a, you have some crime, but it's not horrible. And so on the opposite end, you have the low numbers. When you have a low number, that means you have high crime. So Seattle has gone down to a four. A four. How bad do you have to be to have a four? Well, let me show you. <laughs> a four is pretty bad. And that's in Seattle. Uh, we're going to go to Minneapolis. Look at this. Minneapolis is only, is a three. Now, you know Minneapolis is a pretty crime-ridden city. And there are three. But look at this. Chicago is an eight. So the crime index for Seattle and for Minneapolis is worse than Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I had my screen up. Sorry about that. So Chicago is an eight. This is Chicago. This is Minneapolis, a three. And you have Seattle, uh, which is a four. So you have Seattle down there with, with uh, Minneapolis. But Chicago being an eight is way higher. Not, I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But you have Seattle down below Chicago. It's worse to live in Ch Seattle right now than it is to live in Chicago. Who would have thought? And Chicago, let's look at how many murders there are in Chicago. 
So if I go down, I'm going to bring my screen back here. I got a lot of tabs open up here. Um, so if we were to go, uh, let's see. So uh, violent crimes, there's um, Chicago annual crimes, 25,000 violent crimes, 25,000.5 thousand crimes and property crimes, 81,000 for a total of 107. So let me scroll down and you can look at all these stats. All you got to do is go to the neighborhood.com. Uh, and then, you know, they have all the crime statistics. So right down here. So burglaries, 9,721. And that's per 1,000 people. Oh, no, per 1,000 people is 361. Um, so that's a lot. So every out of every 1,000 people, 361 people get burglarized. Um, where's that? I was looking for the homicides. I got to go down a little bit farther. Hold on. Where'd the homicides go? Hold on. I'll get it. I'll find it. Mm. The chances of becoming a victim in Chicago is one in every 33. One in every 33 people in Chicago will be the victim of a crime. And in Seattle's worse than Chicago. Where's the murder? Sorry. Oh, here it is. So murders, um, total murders. In Chicago. And, oh my gosh, it's not telling me, I can't, I'm trying to find out if that's in a month or not. Oh, it's per thousand people. So that's all, it's, that's all, that's always per thousand people. So uh, 493 murders in Chicago. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I've lost my stats here. I my, my thing's all upside down, um, but it's high. My, my main point was the crime index, right? So we know the murders have gone up in Chicago, uh, but for Seattle to be worse than Chicago on a crime index of four is uh, just kind of, just kind of heartbreaking uh, considering how beautiful uh, Seattle has been in the past. And then Portland uh, is not fearing much better. All right. So sorry about that. I, I was looking for something that I couldn't find there. Uh, and uh, if somehow it got lost, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but um so I just want to finish up this one part of it is that when you're looking what's happening in all the cities I named, right, Chicago, Minneapolis, um, uh, Seattle, Portland are all Democrat, Democratic run cities. You got New York also that has a crime, crime, high crime rate. You got Portland. Uh, I'm sorry that the Baltimore has a high crime rate. When you take all these cities and this is where I get back now, I want to I want to I want to circle back just like the press secretary. I want to circle back that when you take all of this into mind. Right in in mind where you have these uh, areas like Seattle and Portland and Chicago, Minneapolis, um, and and uh, Baltimore, and know that they're run by Democrats, and you you just simply have to wonder why they thought it was a good idea to vote for a Democratic president. Now we know that there's some problems with, with that occurred with the election, and so we can go into all that, but it's not necessary because if I do, it'll I'll get suspended from YouTube again. So I'm I'm not going to go there. But you know what, what I'm talking about, right? We can go into all that, but let's just say uh, because I know a couple of people that voted for Democrat or that voted for Biden. I know them. They're, they're people that I thought were actually pretty smart people. But if you're just to look at the cities, just look at San Francisco, which I didn't talk about. When you look at Los Angeles, when you look at Portland and Washington and you look at California as a state, when you're when it when the number of businesses that have been lost is like three or four times that of any other state in the in the union. And you see how this city, this this state was run and you and you think, well, let's just see what how a Democrat will do running the country. 
You, how dumb do you have to be? And now you have to look at that. He's, he's got clearly got dementia. You have to be a moron if you don't can't see that, that uh, Biden has dementia. So not only are you taking what would be a, a horribly run example of California, Portland, uh, Seattle, Minneapolis, Chicago, New York, and you look at those as an example of what it looks like when a Democrat runs those locations, and now you're going to put them in the White House? And then you add to that that he's got dementia. Add to that he's got a vice president that couldn't even get back, get get past the uh, the nomination for president. She didn't make it even past the the second phase or what it was. She didn't even uh, make it past that. And now you're making her the vice president. You put those two nitwits together, and you think that's a really good idea to have them run our country. It's no wonder that at on this date we have open borders. We have um, uh, bills that are going through to really begin to curtail uh, weapons in the hands of Americans. You're you're seeing. Uh, taxes um, raised, you're seeing gas prices raised, you're seeing more people lose jobs, not only because of COVID now, but because of the bills that are being passed by the president. And you think that you have some sense of intelligence and you're smart that you voted this guy into the presidency and you are exposed in this entire year. In this entire year, you had a chance to see what Democrats would do with this country. You had a chance to see what these uh, mayors and governors were doing to these cities and states. Um, you see what Cuomo was doing. Everybody knew that he was murdering the elderly in New York. Everybody knew that he was an a-hole. An a and yet uh, you had Biden calling him the gold example, the golden example of what a, a governor should look like running a state. And now he's going to be probably indicted for sexual assault and eventually uh, probably homicide. Um, and yet you had the president of the United States who says he's the golden example of a governor and that he said his son, who's a crack addict, is... Um, um, the smartest guy that he knows, and you still, and you still decided to vote uh, uh, for Biden, and you had a year of example of what it looked like for Democrats to run stuff. They can't run a gas station. They can't run a McDonald's, much less run a city, a state, or a, a country uh, at this point. Now, we're if we were to look back, ten, you know, decades ago with different Democratic uh, presidents, there were a couple that were probably okay. Right. So we can't say that it's just, it's the Democratic old. We got this new weird Democrat. It's they're lost. They're confused. They're un-American and they hate Americans. They hate the Constitution. They hate our history and they simply want to change everything. So um, uh, I hope I brought this all together. I know my tabs weren't working, uh, operating as what I as I expected them to do. But I hope that the point came across that you have um, uh, you had a year of madness to see what it was going to be like if you voted in a Democratic president. And here we are um, and, and seeing exactly what I uh, predicted. Um, and like I always say, I have this sign over here that says, um, I may be wrong, but I doubt it. But I've been warning you all about this um, for a year now and told, me, told you this was going to happen. All right. The one last thing I just want to finish up on, and that's the George Floyd stuff. And that is... Um, Again, this is a thing that I told you just very few days after the um, incident. And I said back then, now, in the, there, when I first saw the video, I was shocked as anybody else. I said, what the hell is going on here? This is crazy that he's on that guy's neck for that long. Um, and But I, I did say at some point we need to wait and see what all the evidence. We don't know. And I, and I got a lot of crap from people saying, no, you got to be kidding me. You can't be kidding. No, I'm just telling you, we have to know all of the evidence. This occurred with the shooting in uh, Atlanta. This occurred with the shooting. Um, I named them all earlier. I can't remember all the locations again. Minneapolis, uh, Atlanta, 
And then uh, the other one's escaping me. But, you know, you know, the ones I'm talking about They're, They were kind of all over the place for a period of time there. But um, you, we can't make any uh, uh, rash judgments or make any decisions that we need to hear all the evidence. We need to see everything that occurred. We need there's other videos uh, that we probably need to see uh, that, uh, you know, from light posts, from dash cams, from body cams, um, from cell phones. Maybe somebody had their camera on to see these things that we needed to see all these things before you rush to judgment, before you say the the cop is a racist before you say the cop killed somebody unnecessarily. And that included the George Floyd incident. As we're getting closer to trial, the things are beginning to come out that I knew about. And I shared them with you uh, that I knew some stuff that maybe the, the media wasn't sharing way back when that he had um, uh, swallowed some additional narcotics that he was already under the influence that during the arrest, he had the opportunity to take what he had in his hand or his pocket and put it in his mouth and swallow it. Uh, and he had a lethal amount of fentanyl and methamphetamine in the system. Uh, we knew that and we still we know that today that it was a lethal amount. What does a lethal amount mean? It means it'll kill you. Um, and so we're going to I'm telling you, it's going to be very difficult to convict the police officer murder if something else, in fact, killed him. Does that mean he's going to get off scot free? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you, it's probably not going to be the result that the media has uh, been feeding you and telling, um, as, you know, this the community around Minneapolis what to expect, that this cop is a dirty cop. He, he could be. I don't know. But. The narrative's really not fitting into place like they wanted it to. Um, you also have training videos or training pictures from a manual that shows the proper way of kneeling on a person's neck. And that those pictures are starting to come out that this officer was trained to do what he was doing. If that's, <laughs> oh my God, if that's going to be uh, in evidence and that is true, because I've seen the pictures that show that if that is in the training manual and he went through the course and had a certificate that says that he went through that training that, that showed him how to do that in that way. And that's what he was doing. Um, we're going to have a difficult time getting a conviction. Now, that also depends on the jury, right? If they went out and found a bunch of jury uh, members that um, will have no problem convicting a cop regardless of what the evidence shows. So if the evidence shows that uh, George Floyd died of a number of different things, even from a shot from somebody, you know, somewhere else, like, yeah, I don't know, he got shot, he got, uh, you know, hit by lightning. Even if he got hit by lightning and died uh, because of the lightning, uh, they'll still convict the cop if they have the, the right jury, right? They've done a job of, of, of finding a jury that doesn't care. They just want to convict the cop because they hate the cop. Then there's nothing we're going to be able to do about it. But if they do their job, and you have a reasonable doubt that this officer killed George Floyd by kneeling on his neck, um, then we're going to have a tough time. And now we're going to have a tough time because of the media setting us up for for failure. Uh, the failure being that um, uh, the failure to convict the police officer, what the, the community is expecting. And if he does not get convicted of what they're expecting, uh, you can expect that we're going to have some violence in the streets of uh, not only Minneapolis, but across the United States, because the media and the politicians have set us up for failure. And that kind of hopefully brings us back around to the beginning where I said, you know, when are the politicians and the media going to be held accountable for what they've done to this country over the last four years in total? Uh, the last four years in total, they've cost our country millions, if not billions of dollars. They've cost us millions of lives, not millions of lives, hundreds of lives. Um, 
and um, hundreds and, and thousands of businesses. And um, and it's the fault of the media and, and a large number of the, the politicians on the Democratic side of things. And so that is my take on all this stuff. I hope I was able to kind of bring it all around um, and, uh, and, and and bring it to a place where um, we could just simply say happy anniversary. <laughs> that we had a year. I had a year of trying to uh, to um, to talk about all this stuff, to try to bring, bring it out the light. I hope I've done that over the last year. Um, I'm going to continue um, with these shows. And uh, one of these days, I'm going to get a producer uh, that's going to operate all these tabs and things that I'm trying to do while I'm talking, which obviously I'm, I'm trying to get too complex. <laughs> so I need to fix that uh, because um, as I'm doing this, I'm, I'm accidentally clicking on things and it's not uh, giving us the smoothness that I would like to see. So um, in the description, I'm not sure if I put it in there this time. Uh, in the description, you'll quite often you'll see a Patreon link if you would if you have any interest of supporting the shows that we do here, uh, myself and Hedia. Um, there is a Patreon link. Actually, let me put it in the in the comments if you want to. Uh, I'm not going to um, guilt anybody into doing it. I'm just trying to find the Patreon link. It's in here somewhere. Uh, hold on one second. Let me pull it up. There it is. It's not complete yet, but there's a couple areas where you can, you know, a dollar a month or something like that. So it's not no big deal. Um, but I put a couple of things in there, five dollars a month and some other stuff. So here is the Patreon link. If you so feel so inclined to do something like that, feel free to do that. Um, and uh, again, it's going to expand. We're going to have some coffee cups and some T-shirts and some other stuff that are going to be put in there that when you um, uh, click a certain amount, you'll um, automatically uh, get one of those um items after I think it's two or three months of, of donating uh, to our cause here to keep the show up and, and on. Um, but that, those will be coming up in the near future. It's a little bit wonky on how you create it. So I just need a little bit more time of, of putting those things together. All right, my friends, I love you guys. Um, God bless. Thanks for um, tuning in and being a part of our show. Um, Hetty and I do a show, a devotional. If you're a, you know, if you're a Christian or thinking about becoming a Christian or have no idea um, what it's like, uh, to be Christian. Um, Hedia is a former uh, Muslim who uh, came to Christ uh, a, a year or two ago. And um, and her and I do this devotion together. Her and I uh, met not too long ago, and our relationship has grown uh, to the point where uh, we got married recently. So uh, you'll hear from us and our story and how that all works. And I know it seems strange to some people, but hopefully we'll, we'll help you um, see that it makes sense uh, as we're doing that devotional. So it's a whole thing. It's kind of like a uh, um, uh, welcome to our life, but also we're reading a devotional and walking you through the gifts of God. All right, my friends, uh, we love you guys. Have a great, great day. And and uh, thank you for your comments and participating. Uh, love you guys. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye.